Patricia Nduli on SAFM. The time now is uh, 42 minutes after 10. We are talking to uh, the CEO of the Consumer Goods and Services Ombud. Now, the Consumer Goods and Services Ombud yesterday released an annual report for the period ending 28 February 2021. The report indicates that uh, it experienced a 51.5% rise in consumer complaints. Quite amazing. Uh, Up from 9,529 in the previous period to 14,438 cases. We have been complaining as consumers. Interestingly, complaints uh, relating to goods, services and agreements constituted 9 of all complaints received. To find out more, uh, we are speaking now to Queen Munya, CEO of the Consumer Goods and Services Ombud. Queen, thank you very much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Patricia. Thank you for having me this morning. You have had your hands busy at the Consumer Goods and Services Ombud, I see. Absolutely. 2020 really was a very interesting and challenging year. Look, and it's attributable to what you've just said, mm. a 52% increase in consumer complaints. It, it, it's a huge jump. And, uh, you know, when we zoom into this huge jump, uh, before we even do so, I'm glad that we as South Africans have found our voices and are able to complain and come to the ombud and say, this is what we are facing. But zooming into the sort of challenges that we are facing, I mean, what are they? Have you investigated? Uh, Of the cases that you've spoken about, uh, 14,438 in the year under review, as you correctly say, 90% constitutes uh, complaints relating to goods, services, and agreements. That was mainly due to cancellation of travel. You remember that we had a, a travel ban and all the, the disruptions in the supply chain. So cancellations of travel, advanced bookings of events due to the COVID-19 pandemic, delivery and services, you know, service malfunctions, which were associated with unprecedented rise in the online shopping due to lockdown. We saw that most of the suppliers were not ready to deal with that kind of disruption. So a lot of consumers were left uh, frustrated, not knowing what to do. We saw that, uh, you remember that some of the stores were not allowing consumers to return the the goods, and mainly the clothing, uh, goods and services, where consumers were not allowed to feed. So that resulted in a lot of uh, frustration, which constituted this rise of consumer complaints. So how do you handle these cases, especially those around e-commerce? Um, because I see something online. I order it online because it's it's safer for me not to go out during the lockdown. It gets delivered, but it's not the correct thing that I ordered, or it gets delivered late, or it's been damaged. How would you, as the consumer and services ombud, um, make sure that this particular case is handled? Okay. One of our our mandates as the office is to... Uh, promote the standard of uh, business or good conduct in the business or in the industry. 
So what we have advised or in our communication with the suppliers is to ensure that communication is open to to consumers because I think the most thing that caused frustration was the lack of communication or the rudeness or the unavailability of platforms where consumers could go. So what we do uh, advise is that suppliers need to communicate put on their website means or possibilities of what happens when things go wrong. They have to communicate. So what we advise is that if you order something online and it's not as per the specification, the first thing that you do, you consult with the supplier who is selling those goods. Most of them do have contact details on their website or they do communicate on how to deal with those kind of things. So where those are not uh, functional or they are not able to help you resolve the consumer the, that complaint, then you can consult our office where we can then mediate and make sure that this is facilitated and the consumer get their redress, which is due to them. Now, in some instances, suppliers will refer you to manufacturers, then giving you a huge runaround. Is this standard procedure? Or should we as consumers put our foot down and say, no, you are the supplier, you received my money, I received the goods from you, so I'm going to the ombud? Sorry, Patricia, I didn't just get that properly. What I was saying is suppliers at most times, especially online, when you buy something from them and then you come back with a complaint, they get back at you and say, no, we are just suppliers, go to the manufacturer. So is this standard procedure or should we fight back and say, no, we bought it from you, so you need to help us? Yeah, you, you're correct. In sense, although the code that we operate under, which is the Code of Consumer Goods and Services Industry, applies applies to the uh, entire supply chain. The consumer have the right to choose who to complain to, and then the most appropriate place is to go where you have purchased the, the goods. You can the, the the retailer can, after checking that what was complained about against or what the complainant is worried about, they can then escalate it to the manufacturer. But the retailer, who is the one that the consumer is dealing with, is the one that needs to resolve the complaint. Because in most cases, the consumer don't even know who the manufacturer is. They know you as a retailer. You need to then assist the consumer as far as the complaint is concerned. All right. Uh, we are talking to uh, CEO of the Consumer Goods and Services Ombud, Queen Munya. And uh, the recent report that was uh, released yesterday, their annual report, uh, shows that there's been a huge increase when it comes uh, to complaints that were filed to the Consumer Goods and Services Ombud. Have you experienced something um, that you needed to complain about and just didn't? Or perhaps you did and you, you found joy or you didn't find joy. Please share that experience with us. And if you've got questions, Queen is on the line to answer your questions around the Consumer Goods and Services Ombud and what they do. 011-714-2006 is the number to dial or 0614-104-107 for WhatsApps and to send SMSs on 41391.
Uh, Queen, when it comes to leisure and travel, you did say some of the complaints were streaming from this particular sector. And with COVID-19 and the uncertainty and, you know, let's say you've booked a holiday and then you test positive or booked a flight and then you test positive. Is there now a standard procedure that um, those in the leisure and travel industry must follow? Because in the beginning of uh, um, our lockdown, there wasn't really a standard procedure. So I understand why there'd be so many complaints. Um. That is one of the areas that, as the Office of the Consumer Goods and Services Ombud, our view, in based on the interpretation or and the spirit of the of the CPA, we push forward to to the the, the spirit of fairness in dealing with complaints. So in this case. We have uh, advised that even if some of the cases, especially now during the, the lockdown, we have seen that though in, in cases where there were uh, cancellations of flights or those prepaid uh, bookings, where it was not the, the fault of either the consumer nor the supplier, uh, the consumer is... Uh, it's, uh, it is rightfully... The consumer is rightfully... Uh, supposed to get a full refund in those circumstances. However, we have advised the consumers to exercise fairness so that if there is a postponement or a voucher which is offered, the consumers were asked to to rather accept that. And that we did in order to minimize the impact on the suppliers because they were also not at fault and in as far as the, the lockdown was concerned. So currently, there is obviously a lot that needs to be done in terms of legislation in order to guide those kind of instances because currently there was no standard procedure. So that is an area of concern which needs uh, legislation to be adjusted to cover those kind of things because currently we're just relying on fairness and what uh, international standards, looking at how other ombuds internationally were responding to such kind of of uh, circumstances. So there is room there for legislation to guide those kind of uh, instances. Let me go to Brad Joe, who's from Gebecha. Good morning, Brad Joe. Good morning, ma'am. How are you? Strong, thanks. Ah, lovely stuff. And your guest, thank you very much for someone from the Umbad to come and speak to us today. Because I think as a, a black um, consumer, and I'm, I'm going to use the word black consumer, you find yourself for most part at the short end of the street from suppliers. On that, they know that your complaint is less powerful or, or less relevant or is able to be regarded much more easier as compared to someone from another race. And, and, and I've experienced this thing from some major suppliers such as Nesmart and other suppliers where a simple refund is the biggest issue in the world. Free lockdown. How, how is the legislature now speaking to that in terms of CPA? All right. Um, uh, did you get uh, the question? <laughs> or do you still have to, more to say, Brajo? I beg your pardon? Do you still have more to say? Um, no, no, I, I, I just want to know, because when you look in terms of Section 56 of the CPA and 65, the red with regards to quality of goods um, and the right of the consumer to decide 
at their own discretion whether they will get a refund, a replacement, or or, 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 or a repair of a good. Then the, the consumer finds himself at, at at a very soft, at, at a very weak position because it's very difficult to force a company to take take the thing back. It's broken, you know, and it feels very like no, we'll fix it. I'm like, I don't want to fix it. Take your money, your stuff back, and give my money back. And as a black consumer, I find that. We, we're not winning. We're not, we're not winning. The preamble of the CPA is not played or complied with. And, and I just want to know, how do we strengthen that? And especially when you look at Section 40 of the same Act, we speak about the unconscientious uh, supplier. You know, wh- wh- what remedies are they in place? All right. Like, black people, are, we are struggling. I, I find it is a struggle, but personally, I mean, I'm involved in a matter. Uh, where it's currently with a tribunal now. It's year number three, going to year number four. On the same matter we started in 2018, and we are nowhere closer to sorting the matter out. And if you go to the site of the consumer tribunal, you find that cases there that from 2018, 2017, things are not sorted out. So, How are we working to help people? Yeah, Brajo, let's allow Queen to respond to your question. Uh, Queen, uh, you can hear. Brajo is quite frustrated, and understandably so. So yeah. what's, what's your feedback? I think, Brajo, I sympathize with you because, as you correctly say, in terms of the Section 66 that you have quoted, that the consumer has an automatic warranty of six months. If anything goes wrong within the first six months, the consumer, at their own choice, they have to go and return those goods to the supplier with the choice of either a refund, a replacement, or a repair. So that will obviously then be guided by the the, the, the defect which uh, the complainant is complaining about, and they have the right to to choose between the, the the three options. If they are getting the runaround, we know that there are suppliers who are not prepared to to follow the law or to apply the Consumer Protection Act. That is why we are there as the office to assist. And our services are free to consumers. If they are not happy, we are a first escalation uh, ground wherein they can escalate their complaints to our office. And we will then mediate and facilitate the resolution of those complaints. And as you can see uh, in terms of our reports, look at the, the, the annual report that you spoke about earlier. Uh, the outcomes of the the complaints that we dealt with in the year under review, 62.6% of those complaints had a positive outcome for consumers. So in 43% of the cases, the complaints were fully upheld, which means that the consumer got what they requested. And then 16% of those the, the the resolution of the complaints were done by the suppliers because that is what we always do. In terms of our process, we give the supplier the first 15 days to allow them to resolve the complaints. If they can't resolve within the first 15 days, that's when we start to, to facilitate and advise the supplier and make recommendations. And in 7% of cases, of the total cases that we dealt with, we assisted the consumers, which means that even if they did not get everything that they requested, we were they, they were able to get a redress, either 
part of what they requested or and some kind of assistance or education because in most cases we find that uh, there is a misunderstanding either from the supplier side or the consumer side. We do see that even from the consumer side there is room for education and we use those instances to educate and guide the processes. So if there's a complaint like that, they are more than welcome to approach our office on the on our website and lodge those kind of cons- complaints so that we can intervene. But I mean, taking what uh, Barrett Joe was saying, his case has been on since 2018. How long should cases take if they've been reported to the Consumer Goods and uh, Services Ombud? How long should one case take before it's resolved? Okay, Patricia, in terms of the code, we have 60 business days to resolve the complaints. And I know that in the prior year, in this year that we are reporting now, due to the influx of cases, we had a bit of a delay, but it could not have been as far back as 2018. If the complaint that Brajo is talking about was brought to our office, we should have been able to assist him or give feedback because if we think that 60 business days we are not able to resolve, as the ombud, we do not have adjudicative powers. If we are unable to mediate to the resolution of the case, we then escalate these cases to the uh, National Consumer Commission, who is now the regulator. They are able to investigate in cases where there is a trend. So in this case, I would not have full details of the case, and I'm requesting that Brajo, if possible, you can email my office, or at the end of the call, I will share the email addresses where you can be able to send through so that we can follow through and look at your matter in particular. All right, Queen, please and, give our yeah. listeners those uh, contact details. Our contact details... Uh, you can either, when you log, you can log a complaint through our website, which is www.cgso.org.za, or phone our office at 011-781-2607. That is where you are able now to lodge your complaint, or you can uh, use the website, as I've indicated. And I think at the beginning you also shared the, the WhatsApp we have now constituted a WhatsApp chat in which you can also send us to, to, to be able to deal with those complaints. Excellent. Thank you so very much for joining us and shedding light on your annual report, Queen. Thank you very much, Patricia, and we really appreciate the, the time that you've given us. Let's go straight to the news with Nomsam Luli.